podcast has some adult words and some adult themes. If you're a kid, you might want to go and play now. You know, my wife left me for somebody else. And I, as, as part of that, having gone through that and not for the first time where someone cheated on me, part of my frame of mind was I'm never going to do that again because I have also cheated in relationships. But I just felt like that was over and done with. I had you know, been through both sides of it multiple times. wasn't going back there ever for anybody. Welcome back to Neurotic Tornado, a podcast series that explores relationships and all the beautiful messiness of being together. Uh, I'm UV Zalko. And I'm Jackie Shannon Hollis. That was Stephen that we just heard, uh, and we'll explain a little bit more about him in a moment. Uh, but just to catch you up, in the last episode, we spoke about Nikki. A woman on the brink of an affair. <laughs> and seriously, she is. She's made a decision to yeah. have an affair. And I really encourage you to go back and listen to the episode, the last episode. Um, in a nutshell, Nikki had been in a long-term relationship. Married to a man named Ben for over 20 years uh, generally happy, but not happy sexually. Yeah, she was looking for more sex, or maybe a different kind of sex. And she was, at this point, pretty uh, clear that she was ready to go outside of her marriage. Uh, and that's where Stephen comes in. We interviewed Stephen and Nikki together in Nikki's kitchen. You'll occasionally hear a dog in the background. And you'll hear uh, Nikki chime in along the way, though we mo- mostly focus on Stephen's story this episode. Just to tell you a little bit about Stephen, he's uh, around 60 years old. He's a writer. Uh, he has two grown kids. And the story between Stephen and Nikki started about four years ago. Um, Stephen was divorced at that point, but he was, he was ready for a relationship. He was looking for intimacy, both physical and emotional. I'm a, I'm a very romantic guy. I've always had a girlfriend. I, you know, it's mostly been serial monogamy. One important element to this story that you need to know is Stephen has been teaching a writing workshop, an ongoing writing workshop in the community with a woman named Joanna. They've been doing this for, I think, over 20 years. Yeah, a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, they're a part of this writing community, this table where they teach is a community of writers. This is how Jackie and I met. Yeah, how full we, disclosure where yeah, we did that. We met Stephen mm-hmm. there. He, but this is a big part of his community and a big part of his life is this writing table. Well, after I got divorced, I took a moment one day to say to Joanna, you know, I'm getting ready to start dating and... Where I meet people is at the table, and something might happen. You know, I just want to give you a heads up. And uh, she said, "Well, we'll deal with that when it happens." So there was some forethought, there was some awareness. Uh, you know, I knew I was looking. At the same time, I had this other idea that I couldn't go there. Actually, quite a long time went by there when I, I sort of went from "I'm looking" to you know maybe not such a good idea, and. 
Nikki showed up in the workshop. And I, of course, had always wanted to sleep with the teacher. <laughs> that was a long-standing fantasy of mine. It took me six months to, to, for it to register that she was actually flirting with me. If he had been paying attention, he would have picked up that I was very interested in him. Because of your behavior or in the writing itself? In the, in the writing and in my behavior. In the writing that I was bringing, saying to him, look at me, look, at, look in my writing and know who I am. And one of the things that I was writing about at that point was about my unhappy marriage. You know, when I'm reading it, I'm like, pay attention to this. I want you to understand what I'm saying. It's that I'm unhappy and I, and I want to have more sex and, um, and I find you attractive. But he didn't get it at that point. Um, I had to be a lot more explicit. Yuvi, I th- this is interesting to me because if you go back to the last episode, this is almost word for word what Nikki said in her relationship with Ben. Yeah, these these messages that she, she's sending that are not being heard by the yeah, other person. That's all the sort of subtext. I'm doing these things. I hope you will notice. Yeah, and. She was aware that she needed to be more explicit, but mm-hmm. it, the, these initial messages did not weren't, weren't coming hit, through hit the mark. Yeah. Uh, yet we, we still, you know, whether or not Stephen took these in at first, we were still curious if Stephen was attracted to Nikki when he first met her. Um, I, I like smart, funny women who can write. Mm-hmm. And Nikki is a smart, funny woman who can write mm-hmm. the socks off most people. Mm-hmm. I was also and, and something about how I look too. <laughs> Hot, smart, funny. <laughs> Hot, smart, and funny is sexy to me. She's sexy, and one thing that really caught my attention was that she had a sex scene in an early story that she put on the table, and and um, she does pretty much. In, well, she not pretty much. Everything she writes is true. And I thought, oh, she likes sex. And she's uh, also pretty matter-of-fact about it. Like, it's not this big, I have to dance around and be careful of, you know, what I say. She just comes out and says it. That registered, probably I filtered it as a writing characteristic, you know. Because um, she was a student of mine. I didn't. You know, you're not supposed to get involved with your students. Despite the fact that she had hired me to give her uh, private tutorials. And Were you suspicious when she said in the nude? And it turned out that mostly what she wanted me to do was read my own work to her out loud. Oh. And she really seemed to like that. And I thought, well, I like to read. And here's, I mean, I love to read my own work. And she was a great listener. And now when I look back at, on it, I think, are you dense? God. <laughs> yeah. Did it feel dangerous at all to you? No. No. I wasn't going there. Uh-huh. She was married. Yeah. And that meant something to me. Mm. Not maybe as much as I thought it meant. 
Because, uh, you know, once it really registered that she really was interested in me, then I think I was flooded. You know, all this stuff I had held back and processed as I'm the teacher, she's the student, don't go there. She's very interesting in these ways that are all safe for me. Like, she's a writer. She's, you know, all those things. I mean, there, you know, it's not the first time someone's come into the workshop female, because the workshops are 75 to 80% female anyway, that somebody was smart, funny, and it's, it's not unusual territory. You know, it's, it's territory I'd navigated before. And how had you navigated it before? Um, keep my distance. Mm-hmm. Be professional. <laughs> of course, I have to, I've got to comment on this. Um, this situation where, have you had this where you think someone's, attra- you're attracted to someone, you think they might be attracted to you, and the whole kind of excitement that goes on under the scene, or behind the scenes, or whatever, under the surface, that that may be going on, and you kind of don't want to fuck it up by pushing it any further to find out. Never had that. No, no. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's amazing. And yeah. I, there's different levels of mm-hmm. unspokenness, perhaps, mm-hmm. with how that goes. Yeah. And in this case, there's there's the, the double forbiddenness. She's married, and she's a student, although she's a student in a different circumstance than a university or a college. This is a, a much more informal. Far more informal yeah. cir- uh-huh. circumstance. Um, and I, 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 you know, we, sh- we should be able to conjure up this information, but I can't remember exactly how long this hap- this went on, but it went on for quite a few months in this way yeah. where there was, an, a, there was an unspoken thing between them. Mm-hmm. And then finally... I became an active conspirator. She put her arms around me and rubbed all of her face. So it was subtle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, we'd gone out for coffee, or we'd met for coffee. Wine. (laughs) Wine? (laughs) Okay, she had wine. (laughs) I think I had coffee. I realized that he was clueless about how I felt and that I needed to be more explicit. Mm -hmm. But it was afterwards. It was when we Uh, walked out. Yeah, totally clueless until we walked out. Of the cafe. Yeah. And that was when I think I, I think we hugged. Yeah. And I think I whispered something in your ear like, I really want you. No, that's not what you said. What did I say? You said, I've been wanting to do that for a long time. Hug you? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> In fact, I just said, um, me too, because I didn't know what else to say. And I didn't want to say something like, um, are you out of your mind? <laughs> Although I did say things like that within you know, a matter of days, I think. Hmm. Like, like things like we cannot do this. You're married. Yeah. I'm not going to do this. Yeah. You you can't. We yeah. can't. Don't. I. You know. Wow. I had serious reservations. What were you telling yourself? Well, that she was married, and that my own marriage had fairly recently ended in this particular way, and that I didn't want to do that to somebody else. And I felt like, you know, I was old enough to know better. And yet, um, the prospect was pretty exciting.
were you aware that he was fighting in like that there was this sort of internal struggle? Yes, definitely. But I was, that's how I am. I'm, when I want something, I want something. I, you know, I wanted this. I wanted that. And I thought it was attainable. There's something that Jackie and I noticed as we were uh, talking to Stephen and Nikki is that it's easy to get caught up in the romance. Yeah, right? the, yeah, yeah. The excitement of this attraction and the forbiddenness of it and all of that. Yeah, and there's an excitement to that. But at the same time, you know, we're, we're holding on to this fact that this is a uh, um, this is an affair. Yeah. And there's somebody getting hurt. Yeah. Ben's out there, and he doesn't know this is happening. That's we don't want to we don't want to go past that. And we are going to hear from Ben in future episodes. But for now, let's get back to Stephen's story and the moment when this whole thing officially started. So we decided we would go to this reading at Powell's. Um, this guy David Reese, who did. Uh, artisanal pencil sharpening. And of course, I have a long-standing interest in pencils. And I don't know whose idea it was to go to David Reese. It was her idea. Of course it was her idea. <laughs> she invited me to go with her. We, we met for a glass of wine before the reading. And I walked into that bar with a speech already rehearsed that was like, we cannot do this. Um, we're going to go to this reading. We're going to behave ourselves. I know there's this tension between sexual tension between us but i'm not doing this you have to back off but she just all she had to do was look at me and i just totally caved i think you said something like don't look at me like that i did say that stop looking at me that way because she was like it was the most seductive look i've ever <laughs> anybody's ever given me in my life We had a lot of fun. David Reese uh, picked me out of the audience by finding out who the oldest person in the room was. <laughs> Turned out to be me. So I stood in front of this, you know, these people, and he had me do things like stick pencils up my nose, and you know, <laughs> and I, you know, it was a lot of fun. And I, I was aware that I was really on a. This was a first date, and I was putting on a show. And, you know, I'm a ham. I like to get in front of people and do silly stuff. By the time the reading was over, I had formulated my plan for how to kiss her. That's what happens yeah. with the pencil in your nose. Do you, remember, <laughs> do you remember what I did at that reading? I got down on my hands and knees. <laughs> right. <laughs> and pretended I was a car. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was funny. And somebody sharpened a pencil in my tailpipe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How could you give a speech after that kind of event? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So what a transition. And so it just happened in your head during that period of time with Nikki at this event. 
Yeah, really, by the, it happened in the cafe. So I, I knew then that I was a goner, that something was going to happen between us, and I couldn't stop it. I just think it's interesting that along the way, there was sort of a sense of being at choice, and and Stephen speaks to this, like his consciousness about the decisions he's making, and then the point where he says, I was a goner. Yeah, and you know, I, I, I honestly haven't had a ton of moments in my life quite like that, because I... um, um, My level of guilt can get so bad when I'm cheating. In the, but I've in in the t- one time where I I was doing it back in college I cheated on a a girl I was dating I remember how cool at not cool with reflection I found it fascinating peeling away the layers of denial like where I knew I was going to be cheating with this person later that night and at first it was like there's no way maybe I'm not going and then my friend's like of course you're going to that party and then when going knowing, well, I'm just going to say this and that's it. And like, well, I'm just going to say this or maybe we're just holding hands right now or dancing. And then, but afterwards seeing, oh, I was a goner the whole time. I was on this path, but, you know, I was just covering up these different parts to it. I had a dream a couple nights ago. Did I tell you about this dream? Okay, so I had a dream that... um, I haven't had a dream like this in a long time, but it was it was pretty fun while it lasted. <laughs> so, I somehow was in had some. There was this man that was attracted to me. He looked like Anderson Cooper, who I think is really a good looking guy. And um, so, in this dream, it's really clear I'm headed down this path. And um, and he wasn't gay though. No, he okay. wasn't gay in the dream. And um, well, because he wasn't Anderson. <laughs> yeah, um, he was a guy. You know. Anyway, so. Uh, the thing was, I was so aware of, how, maybe it's because we're working on, on the podcast right now, but I was so aware of how much I love Bill and how happy I am in my marriage, but also aware of how wonderful it was to be seen with new eyes and to some, have someone so excited about me. And it, it reminds me of years ago when I was so in love with falling in love and having someone fall oh, that's in love lovely. with me was... Um, I read these books, He, She, and We, um, and it was about romantic, you know, about attraction and how power, you know, this, you know, it helped me understand that feeling of having someone see me and see me as perfect, you know, all the possibility of me versus me with all these flaws and how exciting that is. And I don't know that that's necessarily what was going on with uh, Stephen and Nikki here, but I, in my dream, that was... (laughs) It was happening. I was enjoying it, but I w- I knew it was happening too, and I was still excited. So what did what happened in the end of that dream? <laughs> I I woke up. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> but you know, I, I I thought about it all day long. <laughs> <laughs> um, where the fuck are we supposed to transition? Okay. To? Oh, well, okay. Sorry. So we're supposed to, where we transition. One of the things that I I um always like, and I remember from last season, hearing people's origin story. Uh huh. Um. So in some ways, we're hearing Stephen and Nikki's origin story here. And uh, 
this process of how people, how it goes from the excitement of the moment to now it's become a story that we tell. And so um, here's part of their story. Like when she says, so how about that first kiss? Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The first kiss. So, well, I was just beside myself. I just wanted it so bad. And I thought, okay, how am I going to do this so it uh, seems spontaneous and romantic and isn't awkward? And uh, so I was going to give you a ride home. Mm-hmm. And I knew that the seat of my truck, <clears throat> the passenger seat, was strewn with crap, you know, work crap. So I knew that I would open the door and say, excuse me, or some such thing. I said, i got to clear the seat for you. And I knew that that would put us in very close close proximity so i would reach in and clear the seat and by then i would probably have one arm around her just kind of steadying myself you know i'm leaning over and and then i would turn and there she would be and i and i also was very aware that that's exactly what she wanted i just made sure that moment happened kind of the way i had pictured it that was a long kiss. And nobody had ever planned to kiss me that way before. Did you know I'd planned it? No. Uh huh. See? Pretty good, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That was it. You know, we we kissed that night. It was really passionate. It was really it, just thinking about it. It's like it wasn't like any other kiss I'd ever had before. It was just so hot and passionate. And then that was when everything started. But we both thought, you know, or he thought, this can't last very long. And next episode, we'll find out whether it lasts. Are you who I am?